Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode with Jack Inslee is about Nowitzki, The Perfect Shot, now streaming on Tubi. Uh, we both enjoyed this film quite a bit, and th- there are flaws, there's flaws in most every uh, sports documentary we watch, and we explain all of those, but uh, it's on a free streaming service in the United States, and even if you don't like basketball, I think it's a it's a good film for you, especially leading up to Election Day, because there's no talk of politics other than Ross Perot and Mark Cuban for obvious Mavs reasons. Jack and I started doing this uh, during the global pandemic because we both missed basketball, so we decided to do it during the last dance and then continued throughout. Here we are. It's happening. 2020 is happening, and that is why for the first time we now have a Patreon account. Please consider donating at you, me, them, everybody. Dot com. It's in this podcast description. It's on our about page, and I promise 100% of the funds received, uh, 0% of those funds will be going to purchase any Dallas Mavericks gear. Why did you want to watch Nowitzki, The Perfect Shot? Because I fucking love Dirk Nowitzki. Okay, so that's what I was wondering. Was he fun to watch? Hell yeah, man. Okay. I'm not trying to offend you, I promise. Okay. So I... This was like when I was done watching his rookie season when I was just like out on basketball because like Jordan was done. So I missed it. And then I was rooting for the Heat in 2011, but not really caring. You know what I mean? Okay. So I missed it. Why were you rooting for the Heat? Just because you're a LeBron guy? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Also, I like anybody that leaves their hometown and it's like, I didn't do anything wrong and you're burning my jerseys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Once the owner of the team wrote that Comic Sans hostage letter, I was like, I'm all LeBron all the time. Fair. So that was it. But also, it's not like I love the people of Miami at all or the people of Dallas. So, like, I was pretty okay with whatever happened. Like, I casually enjoy Shark Tank, so I guess I like the Mavs. The 2011 title Mavericks was, like, it was for the heads. It was, like... It was like your favorite band playing the the you know the album cuts, man. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. It wasn't like Golden State Cavs twenty sixteen, where like all of America was invested. Well, no, America was invested because it was the decision. America just oh, had that's no, right. I forgot about that. Jesus, yeah. There was just no real plot line if you weren't a basketball person for the Mavs. But yeah, for me, I mean, there were tons of reasons to root for that Mavs team. I don't like Jason Kidd, the person. I appreciate Jason Kidd, the basketball player. Um, There were a lot of aging stars on Mm -hmm. there. But Dirk, man, like... No, Dirk's great. Yeah. I'm a fan after this. Huge fan. Did you learn a lot? Oh, a ton. But it's not a good film. (laughs) No, it looks good, though. Yeah, I was going to say it looks different and better than most sports docs because it's produced out of Germany. Yeah. And I had high hopes. I would say the first, I, I was ready the first 10, 15 minutes to be like, wait, is this going to be the best, most comprehensive yep. basketball talk yep. ever? Yep. Because they're like Naismith and this Germany connection. And I'm like, I never knew any of this. I was this so into really that. Awesome. So into that. And then it kind of just becomes a puff piece. After like 45 minutes. Actually, no, it doesn't become a puff piece till like right halfway through. Because unless you read a little. Even if you're a huge Dirk fan, you probably don't know a ton of this stuff for the first half. I knew half. a lot. Of, I knew a lot of it, and I was happy that they eventually do get to the very weird first marriage he has. Yes, um, which, which is, is not on his Wikipedia page. 
Uh, that, I remember it happening when it did. So I'm glad they covered that. They got access to a ton of people who don't always say yes to docs. Like? Um, Don Nelson. Uh, well, do you, not you Donnie, make this without Don, Don Nelson? Don, not Donnie. I understand that. It, Can you make it, this without Don Nelson? Yeah, sure. Okay. Because you got Donnie in there. He's telling the story. But it's like... It, it felt like because Dirk is so likable and this is a German production, guys like Don Nelson were like, hell yeah, you got me for a few minutes on this. No problem. Do you Yao Ming? That, sure. Oh, Yao Ming was great in this. Do you think Don Nelson's current haircut is a tribute to Chris Mullen? <laughs> no. Okay, cool. So, yeah, let's go through this in order if that's okay with you. Yes. Though I I think that the first half is remarkably better than the second half, it takes way too long setting the scene for everything. This this is like a an hour and forty five. This could easily be ninety without losing anything. Easily. Okay. But I quite enjoyed the first chapter. Did you not? Oh, of course. My favorite part is him practicing in the off season in Bavaria, and there's a, a well, there's one sign in the gym, and it's for Wednesday Project. Underneath it says "Best Rock and Music." That's it. Yes. It's awesome. I'm totally awesome. in. And the the narrative of Holger should be the documentary. This should not be like Nowitzki's great. I'm glad he's got a ring. I am way more invested in this coach than I am with Dirk. That's the profile I wanted as well. Yeah. And this is again this like we keep chipping away at this um, through all these sports docs. This kind of problem of objectivity, where like you get the access to the athlete and basically you're cornered into having to tell the from childhood to champion story. You are one hundred percent correct. That is the 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 trap, but it's not mandatory. It's no, really I'm not. not. It has to be. It's it's a, it's the, we're we're noticing this, and I think if there's an open lane for more compelling sports docs that don't do that. This could have been the Holger doc. Yeah, that guy is fascinating. And the thing is, you could keep the title Nowitzki, the perfect shot. It's the perfect shot. All it's Holger trying to find the perfect shot from literally the start of this game through his career as a player, through his non-pain coaching slash jazz appreciation of Nowitzki. Oh, jazz. That's perfect. It could literally close with Nowitzki winning the ring and those people outside of the bar watching in Germany. That's a, It's you done. Could, you could script a film for a whole, like a beautiful mind oh, type yeah. weird film. I mean, the guy's a freak. And he, apparently he smells bad. Oh, I love that little detail too, yeah. All right, so let's keep going. I love that Holger knew Nowitzki was serious about becoming an NBA player because he noticed that he had a Scottie Pippen poster in his uh, childhood <laughs> bedroom. So as long as you have a Scottie Pippen poster in the mid-'90s, I think you're bound for the NBA. It's like, oh, not a Jordan poster, huh? Hmm. Yeah. Did you like the jazz narrative? Not the Utah jazz, but the, the musical form. The jazz basketball thing is so overplayed and usually corny. I liked it here. Yeah, me too. Um, Because of just the weird, bizarre tie to... I mean, the thread from Naismith to Nowitzki is not explored enough. Or Did that, you know that about point, that before this film? I had no idea. Same. And that point could have been hammered home a lot heavier that could have carried like why why don't we go back to that at the end yeah why isn't that sort of the thing that wraps this up nicely where it's like they, they kind of say oh this first guy who doesn't go through aau or college or like high school hoops and becomes a champion there's your story like the sport started and now is yeah anyway 
That was uh, the most interesting part for me. Don't disagree. Did you, since coronavirus, I've asked you and pretty much everyone I've spoken with, do you wish you lived anywhere else? Did this doc make you wish you lived in Bavaria? Because it looks gorgeous. For a moment, I wished that I was drunk in a beer garden in Bavaria. Oh, yeah. yes. It, it really made me want beer. I got very <laughs> thirsty for beer watching this film. Did you notice that Nowitzki, this is like, in his, right before or after his 15th season, he ends up playing 21. He looked broken while he was touring his high school gym. Oh, yeah. But I think what he was implying, and they didn't do such a good job of explaining, was that the ceiling was super low, that his normal okay. shot arc would have hit the ceiling. That's why he said, I think, I don't know if it's, my shot might be too high for this. Got it. Because uh, they're not building this gym for seven foot men you know because it's a sports documentary that we've watched that's been produced in the last decade of course mark cuban is in it there's a reason mark cuban's really? in this one um it, almost every interesting international basketball story somehow comes through cuban i'm a hundred percent okay with it same, same. he is cuban the most captivating always, he, he's the most captivating least sad nba owner full stop am i correct yeah no okay. question no question do Where's you, the Mark Cuban doc? Do you believe that Mark Cuban was as broken up over the 2006 finals as he claims to have been? Absolutely. Same. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and by that point, I realized there are way too many narratives for this one film. Which is surprising because on paper you're like, really? Exactly. Hour 40, an hour 47 on Dirk? But it does... This, this story goes through a lot of interesting like little corners of NBA history and culture. Yep. So clearly the the major one is Holger being a connective tissue from the start of the game to the present day, right? That's mm -hmm. number one. I would love a doc from a player's perspective just about that discovery process in the U.S. Like Dirk apparently misses his like club levels fin final is that or is it high school final? It's something like oh, that. Oh yeah, high school or something like that. Right to to come to the invitational. Yeah. Yeah. How does that work? How does that invitational work for foreign players? I understand U.S. players, but how does it work for foreign players? That alone could be a ninety-minute documentary, and never get boring. One hundred percent. I've never seen a good documentary about an NBA player figuring out who he is within the NBA. You hear these stories every year, like rookie year, you're just going to get beat up. It's an it's you no know, college can't even prepare you. Blah blah blah. blah. Has there been a good documentary just on that? No, and I thought about the same because it's made. There, there are a few times in the film where they're like, you know, he can't boil a kettle of water. Yeah, he was misplacing his endorsement checks. And yes, this is part of being in America for the first time. But I think a lot of kids don't necessarily suddenly become full functioning adults once they reach this like ecosystem of the NBA. Hundred percent. That's with you. an interesting story. Also. I've heard of these like caretaker types, be, be it pseudo or official. And the Dirk caretaker narrative, I think, is really interesting. And him, I've never seen an NBA office before like this. Right. So we're introduced to a woman who works presumably in the sales department or something. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. She's just got a cubicle, middle aged white woman who basically just plays surrogate mom to Dirk. Um, which is its own story. There are these little, it's fascinating. It yeah. really was. And I'm not knocking the doc. Like I'm assuming when they started this, they didn't know half of what they were going to cover because who's going to write a profile on that? Totally. But that's the stuff that's interesting. What you do with your jump shot is sort of interesting, but 
literally networks already cover that. Yes. No one's covering how you answer your fan mail and you're missing endorsement checks because you're just not, you don't know about this stuff. You don't care about this stuff. You, you know, you said right at the jump here, not a good doc. I can't really argue that point, but this doc kind of lit more light bulbs in me and what could be possible in a basketball doc than anything else I'd seen through this process with you. Maybe the issue with this is there needs to be a 30 for 30 type network. That's just this. That can serialize this maybe a little bit because a lot of these ideas we've we've mentioned could be thirty minute yeah episodes, exactly right maybe not full on docs and some of these could be like twenty six episode reality shows yeah no question um I have no idea what a scouting year looks like for any sport other than baseball and even that seems nuts to me like the amount of work that goes into this stuff mm-hmm and. I think that's way more fascinating than the game itself most of the time. Sure, but I could have t- I could have enjoyed more of the the science and physics and mechanics. That's true. Absolutely, hundred percent. Like to see we, we you know he like clicks around and shows you something about Mars. Yeah, like, Holger has really Dirk really shooting on the moon really or some much. shit. <laughs> and that stuff is interesting. That. He go he literally goes to jail and it's introduced and done with within three minutes in this film. Right. He being Holger. Now, I understand why this is not Holger the perfect shot. I totally get it. You want people to watch it. But Dirk essentially bails his dude out, and then it's never mentioned again. Mm-hmm. Something happened there. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying something nefarious happened there, but we have one anecdote, which is Holger organized the library in the jail or the prison. It's the same with his um, ex-wife who was basically had a false identity. and gets- Exactly. His Dirk's ex-wife. For for what? Yeah, I'm sorry, Dirk's ex-wife. That's that's kind of an anecdote as well. We don't really hear what happened there. I think the only reason it's even mentioned is because as soon as that's over in the off-season, Holger and Dirk go on their wild adventure ride throughout Asia. Which I would have loved more of as well. (laughs) Dirk (laughs) is way more fascinating than I thought he would be. Yeah, absolutely. And I think... The reason that it's not a lot of this stuff isn't commonly known is how private a person he is, which is awesome. And I love it. Also awesome. I did not realize that when he won the championship and they show this footage in the film, he basically just runs away. Mm -hmm. And there is no moment of him crying with the trophy like Jordan. We don't really know where he goes. He's just like, oh, this is too much. I can't be on camera here and runs off. He's a fascinating character. Uh, I, he's clearly important. Is he as important as Yao for the Rockets? No, because he didn't necessarily. Well, let me put it this way: Does Yao happen without Dirk? Ooh, that's a great question. I don't know. I you I, know I, Yao I do not clearly know. happens in China, but I think Dirk did open the fans' imagination for what an international player could be. One of my and favorite think, 30 for 30s was the Shaq Penny doc. Yep. Because it was about two seasons. It was about this blip on the radar and what could have been. What you're talking about now with Yao makes me think of other international players, and it makes me think of, like, the Dirk Nash Mavs story would also be a good doc. Sort of, but they didn't really go anywhere. But that's the point. Right. You got guys that have three consecutive MP, MVPs but two of those are on the Suns. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
That's interesting. Incredibly interesting. Yeah. Dirk's Dirk is I came away from this film really feeling like he might be the most the 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 most underappreciated star the game has ever seen. In this finals run where they win, he goes through Kobe Bryant, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Dwayne Wade, and LeBron James to get his chance. And Bosch. Don't forget Bosch. And Chris Bosch. Yeah, sorry. It's incredible. Yeah. Do you and think we don't uh, really ever like we forget about, a ton of people just forget? Oh, like oh yeah, that's right. The Mavs in eleven. Like yeah, that was we not think a about fluke. The, we think about the Cavs. We think about the Heat. We think about the Warriors. The Spurs. We think about the Lakers. And and of those teams I've just mentioned, throw in the Celtics. These are all like the the Mavs are the one team that sneak in and yeah. get this title. That are not a dynasty. They're not a storied franchise with ton of champions. Well, the Raptors. Oh, true enough. And That's true it. enough. Those are those are our outliers. But those the Raptors the is the exact opposite situation where you just have a superstar swooping in for a season, knowing that he's going to yeah, end up back at home. That's a hired assassin. That you know, exactly. Totally, where Dirk totally has different. spent literally tying the record for the longest tenure of any player on any team. That's right. Yeah. Like that's the opposite. I mean, there's a story here about the transfer of ownership from fucking Ross Perot. I know. Come on. A lot here. Do you think LeBron and Jason Kidd talked about the 2011 finals during the 2020 finals? Hmm. LeBron's just done so much. This is a little blip. That's what's amazing about LeBron is that becomes such a footnote for him. It's just like, oh, yeah, that one one I lost to Dirk. Meh, whatever. Is that important? Is that even formative at this point for LeBron? I know these are unanswerable questions, but it's the kind yeah, of stuff it, I it think is. about. It is. And that title, unfortunately, for Dirk, and maybe by design because Dirk is so camera shy and, and just you know adverse to this kind of celebrity, that title is remembered as the decision and all the hype that went into it yeah. and how they were just a shoe-in and everyone said, these guys are going to win not one, not two. This was the famous thing, right? I they remember, had, yeah. When when the big three come to Miami, LeBron, Wade, and Bosch, they they're basically hosting a pro wrestling event with fireworks, where they're at the Continental Arena, just introducing themselves to fans. And LeBron says, "We'll win not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, seven rings," you know. And then they lost. It wasn't necessarily that Dirk won; it was that they lost. I know that was the story. And, and that's a bummer for somebody like Dirk. Absolutely, but. LeBron looks so young. <laughs> yeah, he was. And, he was and still he's kind already of a baby, like, right? not really. He's already like seven, six years in. Yeah, but what is he like, twenty-five or something? You know? Yeah, something like that. Still a kid. Yeah. Still this is, a kid. Uh, no, I I was very excited watching that NBA Finals. I was very strongly rooting for Dirk. It wasn't really an anti-LeBron thing. I always wanted Dirk to get one. Um, it felt great. And I remember at the time ESPN cutting to Holger in the crowd and they would have their little anecdotes in the broadcast about his shooting coach. I didn't know it got this deep. Yeah. So this doc, though not a great doc, objectively speaking for me was like a great hang. <laughs> oh, that's a great way to describe it. I think this is another good one. If you don't care about sports. True. And they, yeah, true, true. There, there's enough in here that you can enjoy if, if you don't really care about the sport. And if you do care about the sport, there's a ton of little things yeah. to enjoy as well. How did you watch it? Um, What do you mean? 
how what streaming platform did you use? Oh, I rented it. Oh, okay. It's on Tubi. Oh, okay. Which, I, I I think I used my free trial membership to that already. No, no, it's a free one. Oh, it's a free one. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's so there's a bunch of like weird. I made <laughs> the filmmakers. I guess there's a bunch of like weird trash on it. I love it. It, it makes me want to go down these like weird, not well made doc rabbit holes just for the story because this was really d- well done. Just because I'm ragging on it, it's it's because there's so many interesting like strings that they just didn't have time to pull. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, but of all the docs, it was one of the better looking and better oh, God, edited. Yeah. I liked the editing. I liked. I loved some of the playful like German music we get at certain points. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The interviews with his parents are awesome. Yeah, I'm. Um, as soon as this was over, I did what most people do. I was like, I went to Wikipedia, and then there was nothing really there. So then I went to his Instagram page, and there's nothing really there. Like he's a private dude. It's awesome. Yeah, he is. He he really, really is. I I can't really think of a more likable basketball player in that regard. Tim Duncan. Yo, that's a great comparison. Great. Into the same world, yeah. Um, another guy that just like often gets overlooked in conversations about all time greats. Yeah, you could build franchises around those two dudes. I've got one for you. Dirk Nowitzki, and this is not just on personality. Better basketball player than Kobe Bryant. Um, I have no idea. Um, yeah, because what Kobe are you trying Bryant to do? Is, 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 Kobe Bryant is just a, a grossly overrated player because of the volume of scoring that he did. Um, he is not a, an efficient player. When yeah. you break down advanced analytics, he slips into more of a top thirty guy, top forty of all. T- like this is a real debate amongst basketball fans because. Anybody that watches with the eye test is like, are you fucking kidding me? Kobe scored 80 points in a game. He's top five. It's like Kobe, LeBron, Jordan. So but two things. When you really look at the numbers, it's like, not really. Two things about that. Number one, the killer instinct is not quantifiable. It doesn't exist. There's no such thing uh, as wanting anymore. I don't know. I mean, that. talk to Jordan's liver. It exists. Um, number two, the reason why the Kobe was a joke was because like half the time it wouldn't go in. Right. That's right. So you're probably right that Dirk is probably a better player, but if I'm a franchise, I'm going with Kobe hundred percent of the time. Cause I want to make way more money and possibly more finals appearances with him. Cause people Why are going to want to play with him or, if or think Bryant that they was, need him. If Kobe Bryant was drafted um, by the Dallas Mavericks and had the same, Coaching and teammate trajectory is Dirk. You're telling me he would have made more finals appearances? Why? Um, if Dirk goes to LA, yeah, hundred percent. No. If Dirk I'm, goes I'm to LA instantly, I'm Dirk, no, I'm saying put Kobe in Dirk's place in Dallas. Does Dirk exist in this world? No. Does Kobe make it to more finals than Dirk did? Well, that's the, the question. Wait, hold on, hold on. Hear me out. That's the actual question. Where does Dirk go if he's not with the Mavs? Because we didn't talk about that. It seems like the situation was perfect for him. Going somewhere where there's super-duper low pressure with a Ross Perot-owned team, and then all of a sudden... <laughs> I'm serious. This makes sense. And then you have Cuban, the most caring but not annoying... I don't know. I'm not playing. But not annoying owner that just does all the good stuff, which is like get a better plane for the team, better facilities, etc. Bring the culture to the team versus going into the biggest market in the country. I don't know if Dirk would have lasted in L.A. 
Yeah, I, it wasn't as much of a trading places question as it was like I don't think Kobe is so much better than Dirk that he would have. I don't know. That's the thing. Final. It's you like attracts like, and crazy people attract crazy people, and that could be a huge benefit if you're a Kobe mm -hmm. person. I don't it's think unquanti that's unquantifiable. I don't think anyone's like, oh, Dirk's the man. It's just like, no, that guy's really great. Great dude as well. So I don't know. I mean, I st even though I like Dirk more, I'm probably going to go with Kobe because, like, people want – Nash went to go play with Kobe. He didn't go back to Dirk. Yeah, and it was a miserably failed experiment. Doesn't matter. I c obviously, the results speak have, for itself. Nash probably would have gone to Dallas, but Cuban was too shrewd and was trying to win. And, like, 40-year-old Steve Nash was not doing anything for anybody at that point. Well, let's see how he does with the Nets. Do you think uh, Dirk will come and join uh, the Nets coaching staff? No way. Dirk exists in the Dallas ecosystem forever. And, um, you know, it breaks my heart as a Knicks fan, of course. Like, every doc manages to do in some way. Every single basketball doc has a... a, 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 a a thread that comes back to my pain as a Knicks fan because, you know, we have our own version of Dirk and KP and Kristaps Porzingis. And that's the, 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 the hope we had as fans is like, wow, look, we've got our own. Yeah. 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 But at least Dirk but was never now, accused of sexual assault. So, Oh no, I hate KP. My point is now Porzingis plays for the Mavericks and there are videos of him training with Dirk and they're having a great time. Oh just, no. You know, Stings a little bit. Dirk is aiding and abetting a criminal. 